The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host. Uh, Galen McDowell, and I am the Executive Minister and Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, which is led by the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells as the Senior Minister, and our founder is the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. I'm in the midst of a series titled The Magic of Thinking Big, which is based upon a book of the same title by David J. Schwartz. It's a classic self-help book. It sold millions of copies, and I highly recommend it for anyone who wants to just keep on developing or start developing a mindset for success because one of the first things you have to do is learn how to think big how to think beyond your current context beyond your current paradigm so i'm having a great time teaching this book i hope that you are getting something out of it if this is your first time make sure you go back and look at the uh and listen to the archives because i start started with chapter one i've been teaching the book chapter by chapter and i'm going to teach it uh every week you know while we are uh before we take our christmas break and then even after the christmas break until i finish the book this is really important because i think what we are learning through studying the magic of thinking big is just how easy it is to fall into lazy thinking lazy habits and you know and unfocused perspectives you know these are things that we know when it's all said and done won't get us the results we desire but sometimes we just double down on things because we just want to be right and all i'm saying is you have to be in a perspective of thinking big because thinking big is faith thinking Thinking big is possibility thinking. Thinking big is in alignment with your spiritual potential. Thinking big will allow you to see opportunities where previous lower levels of thinking would never see the opportunity. They only see closed doors. And big thinking allows you to expand your mental territory so you can be available for more of God's good in your life. 
So I really want you to zero in and focus on developing you. If you haven't gotten the book, again, I don't get anything from teaching other people's books. I present this material to you because I want you to have what you need so you can make your breakthroughs. That's what counts. That's what counts. And my prayer is that you are listening to the material, that you're applying what needs to be applied, that you're experimenting with your own mind and hopefully giving up any excuses for not thinking big. All right. Now, let's get to it. So today I'm teaching chapter nine, think right toward people. Think right toward people. Now, this is a interesting lesson because most of us, I believe, think that we automatically think right towards people. I'm of the belief that that's dependent on the paradigm through which we look at life. In other words, we can think right towards certain people. Some people we give a lot of grace to. And some people we almost give no grace to at all. And then there's everything in between. There are people who we judge and and criticize very heavily. And then there are those who we will give a pass for whatever reason. And there are times when you can be a, a what's the term I want to use? Uh, a throwback to my childhood watching TV with my grandparents, the Lone Ranger. Remember uh, the Lone Ranger TV show? I believe they made a movie recently about it within the last 10 or 15 years. But anyway, sometimes when you are really competent, really good at what you do, sometimes it's just easier for some people to believe that they can just do everything themselves without creating collaboration, without building a team, without getting buy-in, without getting enrollment. And what I'm saying is, if you think right towards people, you can become a leader and a team builder. And if you devalue people and just say, you know what, it's just always easier for me to do it myself, you can get to a certain level in life, but to reach the heights that you desire, I'm going to suggest you're going to need some help and you need to think right towards people. One of the friends of our ministry is a leadership expert uh, named uh, Dr. Sam Chan. And he just thought about it. I probably need to invite Dr. Chan on this podcast. I've never done that before. And it's dawned on me after almost nine years of doing this podcast. Anyway, uh, Dr. Sam Chan, I remember years ago, who was a really good friend of our founder, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. They were really good friends. He came to present a, a lesson to the ministers and teachers of the Universal Foundation for Better Living at one of our Panorama of Truth conferences. We normally have a continuing education before the conference starts where the ministers and teachers get together, keep, you know, renew our licenses and things of that nature when it's time and and get together to collaborate and put our best thinking together. Anyway, so Dr. Chan walked in. He said, hey, I have some new material. I'm going to write a book about this but this is the raw material right now. He started to teach a lesson called Who's Holding Your Ladder, which ends up being a book uh, that's actually out in print. Who's Holding Your Ladder? And he talked about how he got the concept. And I'm going to get to the book, Magic and Thinking Big, in a minute, but I just want to create this framework for you. Basically, what Dr. Chan was saying was he was walking and he saw a guy 
uh, cleaning the outside windows of a skyscraper. And, you know, there's a certain level of height you have to have when you obviously are cleaning windshield wipers. And I mean, not windshield wipers, windows. And in this particular building, there were people at the bottom of the ladder securing the ladder. And he had the revelation. It doesn't make a difference how skilled that window washer is. He can go only go only as high as his ladder will allow, and the ladder can only be secured uh, by someone, and that allows him to be able to reach the heights that he needed to reach. And you know, and it, there are different ways, obviously, to clean windows or skyscraper. I'm sure they they drop people from the ceiling. They do all different type of things, cranes and all different type of things. But it requires assistance no matter how skilled you are. And he started to think about that in the context of leadership. You can be a visionary. You can have great talent, great skills, great ability. You can be the best uh, business person, best real estate person, best non-for-profit person, best doctor, lawyer, best preacher, best teacher, best whatever it is that you do. And if you want to reach the heights of success, you gotta, you have to have a team. You have to have people who are firm and strong enough to support you in what you are seeking to do. You can't just have anybody holding your ladder. You can't have anybody holding your ladder. And maybe, as Jim Buss wrote in From Good to Great, Maybe we need to make make sure we have the right people on the bus and make sure that those right people are in the right seats. Part of people evaluation as a leader and as a person who is looking to see what human resources do I have, you know, colleagues, uh, you know, business partners employees, you know, who are you supervising, you know, family, friends, whatever it is, to make sure that you have the right people in your space, in the right roles in your life to do what you need to do. I was watching this show on um, cable, and it was it was uh, some athlete had his cousin who did not know what he was doing, but he grew up with him over his money and it was being wasted. So this athlete was going out playing football, putting his body in jeopardy to be able to take care of seemingly everybody he knew. And the person he had taken care of his money was his cousin who was ill-equipped for that role. So it's not just having the right people around you. It's making sure that they are fulfilling the right roles for you. For you. Now, I'm about to get into the Magic of Thinking Big book, but I needed to share that because it was on my soul. Because as you think right toward people, and there's one thing that he doesn't necessarily cover that dramatically in this in this chapter is 
making sure as you're thinking right towards people, that also means that thinking right toward them also means to make sure that they're playing the proper role in your life. Just because you know, you're close to them does not mean that they should be on your board of directors. You know, uh, I was laughing with my oldest sister uh, <laughs> a couple of months ago, and we, we we were just on the phone just, just laughing about how when I was a little boy, uh, my grandmother decided that she wanted to start a church, which, you know, she was a praying grandmother. She was a businesswoman, real estate owner. She owned, you know, uh, she owned, you know, beauty shop where you get your hair done, you know, cafe, just different things. She was a pure entrepreneur. My grandfather fixed stuff, drove cabs. They didn't work for people. And when she decided to start a church, my my sister had just turned 18. So she put my sister on her board of directors. <laughs> you know, I, I, I still laugh at it because I, got, because I know if I was old enough, I would have been on that board of directors as well. And that didn't necessarily help her do what she needed to do. The church didn't last, you know, it maybe lasted a year. And uh, that was that because she already had the property. But, you know, that's a conversation for another day. But I laugh because when you think right towards people, you also have to make sure that, again, right people on the bus, wrong people off the bus, right people in the right seats. Now, let's get to the book. Page 192. It starts off with something really basic. Here's a basic rule for winning success. Let's mark it in the mind and remember it. The rule is... Success depends on the support of others. The only hurdle between you and what you want is to be, I mean, what you want to be is the support of others. The only hurdle between you and what you want to be is the support of others. Now, just allow that to land, especially if you have a specialist mindset. And I know that because I fight against it myself. A specialist mindset is when you've developed a skill set at a high level and you and you just automatically think, well, I can just do it myself. When you become really competent in taking care of your own business for whatever reason. You know, I you know, I've always been a person since I've been an adult that has said, you know what, I can handle that on my own. I do what I need to do. And I had to grow past that mindset and be mindful when it tries to creep back up because sometimes things get eliminated and some things get devalued in consciousness because it's such a core belief that I'm mindful that it can sneak back up and try to get it in my business again to where it's just you, where you just automatically just go to, well, I don't need anybody to handle this. I just do it myself because, you know, I don't know like you, but for me, there were people that were really important to me at some times, early times of my life where I feel as though they let me down. And when you get let down enough, you learn how to take care of yourself. And I'm cool with that, except for when it's a problem. And what I mean by a problem is this. Sometimes your greatest strengths can turn into a problem when the volume is turned up too much. So like, say, for instance, I'm fiercely independent. 
and I know that I am. I'm an independent thinker. I like to think on my own. I like to process. I like alone time to contemplate my thought processes and all that goes along with that. And that's a strength because it allows me to zero in, focus on what the world calls problems, come up with solutions, think on ideas, contemplate, and develop my skill set, whatever it is that I'm working on. However, I know that if that is turned up too high, it becomes a problem because now collaboration is missed. Now teamwork is missed and other things. So what I've trained myself to be is a person who is intensely focused, who understands that you need a team to make stuff happen. And that's the balance. That's the tightrope. So instead of having fiercely independent on 10, if volume was 1 to 10, for me is let's keep it on 6, 7 so it doesn't get out of hand. So it, so I can allow collaboration and the ideas of other people and the ability to communicate, to stay always present. And I really want you to land, and I'm sharing this for myself because I believe there are people out there that are listening that are probably like me because you have a go-getter mentality. But is it possible that the go-getter mentality can develop camaraderie that can get you ahead faster? Think right toward people. Think right toward people. Your success depends on it. Going back to the book. And he talks about salesmen and things of that nature. And I love this analogy. He says, look at it this way. An executive depends on people to carry out his instructions. Now, remember, I'm reading this book from the 50s or 60s or whatever. I think it's the 60s. And he uses primarily patriarchal language. So I don't want to have they always say he, she, and all that stuff. So I'm just reading it. If they don't, the company president will fire the executive, not the employees. A salesman depends on people to buy his product. If they don't, the salesman fails. Likewise, a college dean depends on professors to carry forward his educational program. A politician depends on voters to elect him. A writer depends on people to read what he writes, et cetera, et cetera. I can remember years ago uh, in a meeting with ministers where uh, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman was talking, and I've passed this on, and I say this now, to everybody that's connected to the church when something comes up that I feel as though that needs to be addressed. When Johnny Coleman said to us early in my ministerial days, when something isn't right at CUT, nobody says your name. Nobody says Christ Universal Temple. They say Johnny Coleman. So that's it has so it needs to be right. It needs to show up as excellence. Because, you know, I'm, she was presenting a God of order and grace, and she wanted what she did to reflect that God of divine order and grace. So I tell people that today. I don't care what it is. Hey, you, you know, let's make sure that if we walk down the hallway, if we see some garbage, pick it up, put it in the garbage can. You know, if when people drive around the building, they can't see, you know, trash. Why? Because nobody's going to say. The, you know, the employee, I'm about to say volunteer, but it's not volunteers to do that. The employee who's, who 
maintain the grounds or the company that we use to cut grass, they're going to say Derek Wells. And I think that's part of understanding that you, that the leader is dependent on people doing what they're supposed to do to be able to maintain success. You know, in sports, you have a situation, a circumstance to where if you don't get the results, you can't have the success. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Chicago Bulls fan, which is difficult these days because the team has been so poor uh, uh, since, um, you know, let me not get into that. That's a tangent. Anyway, my point is this. We have a new coach. They fired a, a coach earlier this year. Why? The players never bought in to what the coach was selling. He didn't have buy-in. He didn't have buy-in by his best player. It's hard to be successful. So the lack of success of the team got the team president fired, the general manager fired, and the coach fired. You need other people to succeed. If 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 the the team was winning games, the coach stays. If the team was 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 winning games, the GM would be would still be there. If the coach was winning games, the team president would still be there. But the owner said, "We're not getting the results we need," and he fired everybody. It was actually a team vice president. It wasn't the president. I don't know. President of a anyway. You get my point. All right, moving on. It's a quote at the bottom of page 193. But today, remember, a person either supports you willingly or he doesn't support you at all. A person convinced against their will is of the same opinion still. So again, buy-in matters. Buy-in matters, all right? So he goes on to say, now it's time to ask, granted, I depend on others in order to succeed, in order to achieve the success I want. But what must I do to get these people to support me and accept my leadership? The answer wrapped up in one phrase is think right toward people. Think right toward people and they will like and support you. This chapter shows it. And then he goes into explaining how many times people are hired, not necessarily based upon just their qualifications. The qualifications get you in the conversation. And then people start talking about your disposition. He gives examples. He said, um, thousands of times daily a scene like this takes place. A committee or group is in session. The purpose to consider names for a promotion, a new job, a club, membership, an honor, something, someone to be the new company president, the new supervisor, the new sales manager. A name is placed before the group. The chairman asks, what is your feeling about so-and-so? Comments come forth. For some names that are positive remarks such as he's a good fellow, people there speak highly of him, he has a good technical background too, Mr. F., He's a personal sort of man, very human. I believe he would fit well in our group. Some names draw negative, lukewarm statements. I think we should investigate that fellow carefully. He doesn't seem to get along well with people. I know he has a good academic and technical background. I don't accept question his competence. 
but I'm concerned about the acceptance he will receive. He doesn't command much respect from people. Now, here is an exceptionally important observation. Now, this is key. This is key. If this is not highlighted in your book, make sure you do it on page 193. In at least nine out of nine cases out of ten, the likability factor is the first thing mentioned. And in an overwhelmingly large number of cases, the likability factor is given far more weight than the technical factor. So when it's all said and done, when people want to bring you into their space, whether it's money on the line or not, eventually your attitude is going to be a come into conversation, your disposition, and how well people think you will work with the team. It all makes a difference. All right. So he goes on to say on page 194, a great point, great, 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 great point. Mark this point well. A person is not pulled up to a higher level job. Rather, he is lifted up. Lifted up. So the people who support you allow you to reach the heights you need to reach. Again, you can be the best thinker the best idea person on the planet. And if you don't have the systems in place, the team in place to carry out what it is that you desire, you will bump into frustration and burnout. And because I work in the ministry field, I can't tell you how many people I've had conversations with who burnt out in ministry. Many who walk away. And their whole websites I was just on a website, uh, I think it's called expastors.com, where I, I go in there and I just read what people are saying. Because I feel great about ministry, but I'm very intentional because the peop- uh, about my well-being because the people who taught me also shared to, with me the regrets they had about sometimes burning out, about sacrificing family uh, you know, on the altar of ministry. And not having, you know, a level of balance to make sure that you're taking care of your total well-being, not just one aspect of it. And when to pull back and things of that nature. And I'm still intense. However, it's it's walking a tightrope. You got to you got to have some balance. So you have to put a team together to do what you need to do, or you can possibly be burnt out. I literally just had a couple of conversations with three ministers. It's Wednesday this week about ministerial burnout. This week is Wednesday. And the reason why I'm sharing this is you have to recognize it's the team that's going to allow you to shine. It's the team. You get lifted up to success, not pulled up. Lifted up by the team. Just be mindful of that. Even if you're not the leader, as you rise and the team rises, you get to rise as well with them. So it's time for our first break. So let's take it and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Thanks for joining us. 
This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm in the midst of teaching the series, The Magic of Thinking Big. Before I go back to teaching the book, Chapter 9, Think Right Towards People, let me give my quick commercial. You can plug in to Christ Universal Temple and watch our live stream Sunday service on Facebook and YouTube. Our Facebook channel is Christ Universal Temple. Our YouTube channel is CU Temple or on our website. You can watch our live stream our Sunday morning online because obviously in the pandemic, it's an online only experience. It's fabulous. Check in, get some inspiration. 10.30 a.m. Central Time. You don't want to miss it. And we have our special Christmas concert and candle lighting service, a virtual version of it, obviously, because nobody will be in the church uh, to uh, witness this concert. But we want to make sure that you check in this Sunday if you are a follower of Christ Universal Temple. The church also has Monday through Friday Facebook live lessons at 12 uh, p.m. Central Time. And you want to make sure you don't miss those. We teach the lessons out of the Daily Inspiration for Better Living periodical that is created by the UFBL, Universal Foundation for Better Living, which we are the mother church. So you want to make sure you check that out as well. I want to remind you that this show, Truth Transforms, has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. My request is that you like the page, give it a five-star rating, and write a positive review. Let's make sure that we help spread the message of this uh, ministry, online ministry. Also, this show is available on every basic platform that carries podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and many more. So make sure that you check it out. Like literally, I remember before the pandemic hit, it was obviously happening. We didn't know it. I was in... I was at a at a conference in Las Vegas, and I wanted to go. go um, I went to hear a presentation seminar by this subconscious mind expert, and a guy walked up to me, and he said, "Are you Galen McDowell?" I was like, "Yes." He's like, "I listen to your podcast," and he pulled out his phone and he had some app that I never heard of. And he had been listening to my podcast for years, and I had no idea. So anyway, it, um, it looks like I have a caller. So let me go ahead and see this caller and see what's going on. All right. Uh, Maria, are you there? Yes, good morning. I'm a first-time caller. I appreciate oh, your time. Uh, and you're oh. calling from where? I'm calling from the San Francisco area. Oh, beautiful. I've been in the San Francisco area one time in my life. I really, really liked it. I have a cousin who lives in one of those suburbs outside of Oakland, but I don't know exactly what city it is. But uh, thank you for calling. What is your question? Um, I started listening to you a little bit the last few weeks when I could catch um, some of your amazing inspirational commentary, and I've been having a lot of problems in my life 
reclaiming my power and giving it away or having it taken because of abusive situations that I have lived with with family. I unfortunately am still living with some family where I have gotten important and appreciative help, but it comes with abusive behaviors. And it still continues, and, and I just kind of stopped living because of it and and just doing everything I can to get healthy again because it affected my health in every single way and just to motivate myself to take my life back and move and where to move and fix the finances. So it's a complicated layered situation, but energetically, I know that is the focus that I need to okay, keep okay. changing. So first uh, we complete. I want to make sure before I start talking. <laughs> that was a lot in, in trying to keep oh, make it. Better. Okay. So, so let me say first of all, thank you for calling in, and and plugging in to something that you feel as though you can utilize to help you improve and transform your life. So I'm humbled by the fact that you are plugging in to me and even calling into my show to help you with that process. So let me just put a lay a few things out and obviously this isn't counseling and advice mm-hmm. as much as some insight that might be able to help you because obviously you know you have to make your own choices i'm a big right. believer maria that uh our systems carry us as i was talking about earlier but our personal systems and even when you're in a situation a circumstance where you don't want to be having your mind where you want it to be where you are going so for instance you know putting together uh systems of um call i'm just giving some examples you can use these if they work for you great if they don't i understand for instance every morning getting up uh calling a silent unity or or some place that allows you to be able to get inspirational prayer because as you're growing through working from abusive circumstances and also dealing with some current situations, you have to build up your faith. You have to build up your spiritual and mental and emotional strength. Um, and there are times when that's difficult to do on your own. So let me, first of all, just suggest that if you're not doing that daily, like, you know, it might take 40 days, it might take six months. I don't know what it would be, but on a day-to-day basis, when you get up, recalibrate your mind, call Silent Unity or Christ Universal Temple Prayer Line or whatever you would use. Those are two that I know, so I can recommend them. Obviously, to be able to just have them pray with you for divine order, for vision, for strength, and and uh, faith to be able to take the steps necessary to move on to the next phase of your life so you can so you can work from your vision. Second thing, um, um, immersion. Uh, and what I mean by immersion, you know, uh, do, do you swim? Uh, no. Okay, but you understand the context of swimming. So you know that there are people who get into a pool or to the ocean or lake and they only put their toe in. They only put their, you know, water up to their knees, water up to their waist, mm-hmm. but they don't go to the point to where it's complete immersion. 
And okay. immersion for me in this context, Maria, means that when you know that you have to make some serious breakthroughs, that you have to put more energy and intensity in it. So mm-hmm. what? I, so so if I was trying to, you know, if I was downtown and I knew that I needed to make it to a whatever building downtown Chicago and I'm a mile away, uh, I'm flagging down the cab, I'm running, I'm doing whatever I need to do because if I need to know, if, if, I, may, if I don't make it at a certain time, I won't get the money or the breakthrough or the job opportunity or the whatever. I'm putting effort into it. I'm not just casually walking. And at times when people are working through stuff, they need to be the laser, not the not the flashlight. The flashlight gives light and it'll project onto a wall. That's great. But sometimes you got to penetrate the wall. And when you're working through difficult challenges, difficult situations, difficult past experiences, it requires you to not just double down, sometimes triple and quadruple down on what it is that you're doing to get better. That could be, you know, getting, you know, counseling. For instance, there are a lot of places if people can't afford it, and I'm not saying you can or can't, but for people, this is for everybody's listening, not just for you, but I'm speaking to you, is making sure that people have an opportunity to get, uh, like maybe counseling, free counseling, look it up, uh, pastoral care counseling, uh, support groups, mastermind groups, uh, in ways to develop your 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 mindset. Get the material, even if it's online and free. Make sure that you have a system together. Like, what am I reading daily? What am I listening to daily? What am I praying and meditating? Getting something that's some type of guided meditation. That's why I tell people to like listen to like uh, on YouTube. Kelly Howe has a nine-minute meditation. It centers you in your body, gets you focused on your spirituality, but it connects the mind and the body t- uh, to the spiritual nature, and it allows you to be able to go forward in a more focused manner. These are just some examples. So what I'm saying to you is this. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's time now for you to believe in yourself at the level to where you will put maximum energy and effort towards your transformation. Now, I'm telling you what, not something that that's theoretical for me. You're a new person. I don't know how, how long you've been listening to my show. Um, just recently, I would catch okay. like five minutes here right. and there. Right, right. So my testimony of how I got started in this material is I almost died from asthma in 1993, mm. 20 years old. And uh, I was connected to a ministry that taught new new thought principles, uh, metaphysics, consciousness transformation, and and. I can remember being in the hospital, and if I'd have got there 10 minutes late, I would have died. It's not an exaggeration. It's not hyperbole. I would have died. And Mm -hmm. for, I can remember being in the hospital with those books in my hand telling my mom, who was having a total breakdown in the hospital (laughs) because her baby was about to die, the doctors told us that. And I said to my mother, you know, Ma, according to these books, I don't have to have this if I don't want it. At the time, I got oxygen in my nose. I got sensors all on me. You know, I'm in the ER of the hospital. And I'm saying, according to these books, I don't have to have this if I don't want it. And what I'm telling you today is this. What you've been through does not have to define you. I went to work 
with extreme intensity to understand what it meant to be a spiritual being living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. I wanted to understand what it meant to transform my mind, to discover my own spiritual wholeness. And that became my dedication to the point to where before the summer started, and that was January, before the summer started, I was off the two inhalers and the, and the medicine that went along with my condition. And I've never had a relapse. And I'm sharing this with you intentionally because uh, I can allow that story to define how I get down. You know, uh, don't play sports. Don't exert yourself. Don't do this. Don't do that. And I'm not telling people what they should do what I did physically. That was my demonstration in my life. So I can make that call. But what I can say to you is you don't have to be defined by what you've been through or what you're currently going through. There's something radically right about you. And if, and what I would suggest you to do is plug in, stay plugged into the show, go back and listen to some of the podcasts other than this series. And if a subject speaks to you, allow it to work with you and put something together, some systems in place to, to be able to support your process. If you reach out to me on my True Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell podcast, uh, I'll give you some recommendations. I'll, I'm just, you know, freestyling because I didn't obviously didn't know what you were going to ask me. But I do want you to mm-hmm. be present to life can get better. And it doesn't have to be the way it is now. And you can set yourself up for your next breakthrough. And part of that process is cleaning up in eliminating the process of uh, of the things that are impeding that growth right now. Because people show up many times to validate the story and the paradigm that we have. Now, that paradigm might have been given to you. Are you willing to create a new one? Yes. Okay. All right. And... Part of me says yes, part of me says no. But yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> if I, I want to live, I'm present to it. Yeah, <laughs> I've been doing I've been doing ministry for a while. I know that it's the is 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 it's an internal battle and struggle at times. So all I'm asking you is to just think that it's possible. Not yeah, I know I can do this, but it's possible that if I just keep putting my wholeness and my uh, through my dedication to my own well-being forward step by step you can get out of your current situation and you can clean up what was in the past it's possible but you know but just like learning how to walk the baby didn't stop trying to walk the baby you was relentless you you probably will never know because none of us knows how many times the baby version of us fell down to learn how to walk. Sometimes had, they learned how to crawl before they walked. All babies crawl before they walk. And you might have some stages where you're. it might seem like you're crawling. But don't give up. It might seem like you're crawling. But keep going forward. Sometimes you're going forward through your tears. Sometimes you're going forward while people are 
holding you up to lift you going forward, but don't stop going forward. So reach out to me on my podcast. I'll 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 give you some suggestions about some stuff you can read and listen to. Uh but Maria, you got to put your systems in place. You you have to build the mindset that will create the life you want. It doesn't happen by default. I wish it did. You know, I wish I could just metaphorically reach my hand through this Skype that I'm talking on and bless you, and that and now it's over. But that's only a part of the process. As mm-hmm. you say yes to what's possible in you, the universe will support it. But you have to keep saying yes. You get what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Does it, does it make sense? Yes. I've been doing yeah. some of that. I just needed I just need to keep going. And then if yeah. I Right, right. So so yeah. so so let, let, let me so are you willing to just, I'm on I'm on Facebook, True Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Just reach out. I give some suggestions if you want them, if you choose to use them. Um it may be even some old podcasts that I have that can help you with the process because energetically um, and I don't mm-hmm. have any reason to say this other than my own intuitive nature and experience is um, uh, you, you're going to have to work through some forget some forgiveness stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And forgiveness doesn't mean reconciliation, but it does mean choosing your wholeness. Uh, the woman who taught me uh, was a, legendary New Thought minister named uh, Johnny Coleman. And uh, Reverend Coleman used to always say to us, you forgive for yourself, not for other people. No one is worth you being sick, broken, unhappy. It's a choice of your own wholeness. It's not Mm -hmm. justifying behavior. It's not trying to reconcile with other people. It's you saying, I choose to be whole. So I'm asking you today, as a part of your transformation, is to keep choosing your wholeness. Is that possible? Yes. Okay. I have a choice. Okay. Say that again now. I do have a choice, and I do have to do more forgiveness, and it's it's quite a challenge when you live with the people, um, but when they're narcissistic, then you okay. can't change them. So right. it's only so, change yourself. Right. Right. right, and here's the thing. It's, uh, it's not your job to change them. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to hear. It's not your job to change them. And um, that conversation is disempowering. And I've just got to say that point blank to you. The reason being Mm -hmm. is this. Um, It takes that out. It takes your transformation out of your control. So here's the thing. Mm. In, in, In the midst of the challenge, get your mind right so you can get out of the challenge. Um. And these, in the situation that you're in currently, you said that these people 
at some level are supportive and that some people at some level aren't. Where at the right. level that they are supportive, mm-hmm. allow that to be because obviously they're doing something right. And the mm-hmm. parts that are not, uh, uh, it's not your job to make them over. It's your job to, okay, for whatever reason, through the grace of God, they're here to allow you some breathing room to get yourself where you need to be. Take advantage of the breathing room. Okay. And and as long as it's not, I'm not talking about abusive, like people hitting you or violent or your life is in danger. What I'm saying is the situation and circumstance where at times we want the perfect environment when to to grow and this not always mm-hmm. available. Mm-hmm. It's not. I wish it was. So do I. <laughs> I wish I wish I would have discovered self help without almost dying. Yeah. Okay. Uh Reverend Coleman who I just told you about, nineteen fifty two she was given six months to live by her doctor. That's what made her discover unity and starts learning this teaching that allowed her to heal her body. Not the best case scenario. What I'm saying is this, mm-hmm. your focus on developing your wholeness will turn your problems into your fertilizer. You're not meant to stay in this stage. It's only meant to be a launching pad for your next stage. And if you lose sight of that, you can try to make what's temporary your permanent fix. So hopefully that landed. But that's a part of the process that's necessary to be able to go forward. As Ayala as Von Sant wrote, some people come in your life for a reason, some for a season, and some for a lifetime. It's so lessons that go along with this. So, mm-hmm. are you so are you willing to reach out to me on the Facebook page because I don't have a lot of time left for this podcast, like three minutes left. So I do want to be mindful of that. That obviously, this is something that um, we can. I can recommend some things, and then you can know that you are putting together a support system for your own transformation. So can you do that? Yes. I'm going to look into it. I actually noted before I talked to you to go back to your old podcast and that I needed a new support system in place that was better than I've ever had before or even ever had. Um, so that's right. never so I'm excited about your transformation because I'm willing. I, I don't know you personally, but here's what I do know. I know what's within you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I'm dedicated to making sure that people express and experience their inner spiritual wholeness. There's something radically right about you, Maria. You just and now you're in a space to be able to learn how to activate it, utilize it, and experience it for yourself. You're not what you went through. Mm-hmm. You're not what you through. You're not what you're going through. You are a whole and complete spiritual being right now. Right now. Okay? Thank you so very much. I so appreciate that. 
and Not many blessings to you and everyone listening. I look forward to you, you, you reaching out, all right? Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. God bless. All right, so um, I want to recommend a few things in the chapter um, uh, for you to read because I'm not necessarily going back and doing any of this stuff. That's why I tell people, you read the book. And I love when people call in, so that really was beautiful that uh, I was able to help somebody online that works uh, because this this is what I'm here for, to help people transform their lives. Page 198, he talks about here are six ways to win friends by exercising just a little initiative. And I love these points. I'm not going to read them all for time purposes, uh, but I really want you to take a, a look at it. In other words, even being a good friend is intentional. Being a good family member is intentional. Being a good employer or employee is intentional. Being a good anything is intentional. You have to put effort in it, and it makes a difference. And remember, the universal law, uh, or what we call um, the uh, uh, the law of mind action, is thoughts held in mind produce after their own kind. He gives on page two hundred. Three points that I think are really important. Recognize the fact that no one person is per- perfect. Number two, recognize the fact that the other fellow has a right to be different. Number three, don't be a reformer. And that means when you're dealing with people, sometimes we try to create people in our image and likeness. I'm a reformer because I believe in consciousness transformation, but I don't need people to be different for me to feel whole. All right? For me to feel whole. All right. Uh, Maria, if you're listening, I just had this thought. Make sure you go and listen to my series, The Eye of the Storm. It's several years back, but make sure you listen to it. The Eye of the Storm. All right. In closing, um, make sure that as you are working with people, take a listen to this chapter. You know, see if the book is on Kindle or some other audio format. Listen to it. Read the book. Highlight it. And then go put it into practice. It only works if you work it. So you got to work it. And just know that there are people out there that are in tune with your consciousness to help you produce the results you want. Um, And I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. God bless. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.